a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. Uh, I told you before we took a break there, we're going to talk about conspiracies. uh, And I promise you, we are going to get to conspiracies. We're going to talk about (laughs) all of those uh, wackadoodle-doo conspiracy theories that your uncle has about where this coronavirus came from, how Aunt Rona showed up uh, to give us such a headache. And the interesting thing is, as we'll we'll walk through some of uh, today's conspiracies, uh, but Amy Donaldson of uh, the Deseret News has helped me uh, learn that it's not just today that the conspiracies are running rampant when it comes to uh, explaining a global pandemic, but also uh, in our ever-growing list of comparisons between today and 100 years ago when the Spanish flu was making itself known, uh, there were conspiracies then. So we'll get into that in just a moment. But uh, first, uh, let me first say uh, hello. Amy Donaldson, how are you? Thank you for joining us. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Now, uh, I'm, I'm kind of lucky here because there is a story right now developing. You heard uh, Maria Chaleos make reference to it, and it has to do uh, with a, a decision we anticipate being made officially uh, officially announced uh, in about 20 minutes from now, uh, having to do uh, with, uh, with the, the schedule upcoming. W- w- what do you know so far? Um, well, I think everyone's expecting the Pac-12 to cancel uh, their football season, and I know that when the Big Ten, the Big Ten and the, and the Pac-12, have sort of moved in lockstep the last few years anyway. So when the Big Ten pulled the plug on the season, um, I think it was all but a formality that the Pac-12 would probably follow them. And uh, we're just waiting for them to confirm what we all sort of know and suspect and what I think some have suspected uh, since the MAC uh, decided not to play um, over the weekend. And, you know, as you saw, like the Big Sky saying they weren't going to play, um, I think some of these major conferences um, started reconsidering. And one thing they, that made them reconsider, if you're wondering, like, why such an about face, it feels really whiplashy, um, yeah. which everything in coronavirus does. Um, they did have a new study released last week um, that said there can be some long-term impacts on heart in younger patients. And mm. so I think that sort of made everybody a little nervous. There's a baseball player who's done for the season and a major league baseball player who uh, did have has had some heart issues or maybe some heart damage from the coronavirus. We're not really sure. So that's the bad thing about a new virus. You're not exactly sure what you're dealing with, how it spreads, how dangerous it is, all that stuff. And we're sort of finding out in real time. So it's not that anyone's being disingenuous. It's that right. we just learned something new and now we're going a different direction. And that makes sense, because that was my first question, because I remember uh, here on this program, just uh, on the 31st of July, having a brief conversation with Alex Curie when it was announced uh, the Pac-12 had a 10-game conference-only schedule ready to go, and we now, not even two weeks removed from that day, uh, are are Mm -hmm. dealing with the the pretty firm rumor that in about 20 minutes' time, uh, the the Pac-12 will announce that... uh, uh, they're canceling the schedule at least for this year. What's that? Uh, what's that mean for Utah football? Um, it means no football. And and one of the things the Big Ten uh, commissioner said is that they hope to play in the spring. And my issue with them saying let's go to a conference only schedule is that it's, we do these things all the time. You see it lots in politics where we make a decision 
that makes everyone feel better. But then if you start scratching below the surface, it doesn't really solve the problem that you thought it solved. And I feel like that was happening with the conference-only schedules. People were coming out with, hey, we're going to play conference-only. We know everybody in the conference. We can control our own conference. And I kept asking, what is the specific plan? Why is the conference-only plan better than playing a team like Boise State, right? There's not as many cases in Boise, Idaho, mm-hmm. but there are. We're, we're traveling to Washington or to California or to Arizona where there are out, you know, a huge outbreak right now. So tell me how conference-only keeps kids safer. And there really, I, there really wasn't a good answer to that. I didn't think this was going to go well. I didn't think it would go down this way where the minor conferences would actually lead out in canceling the season. But now they're talking about maybe we'll play in the spring or we hope to play in the spring. And I'm saying sit down right now and come up with a plan to play football in the spring or stop telling people you're going to have a season. I, I, I totally get that on a, on a much smaller scale. You know, I'm not a big shot football player, but uh, uh, when, you know, many of us at KSL are able to return to the building, uh, that, that's been mm-hmm. a, a big question. And if I could just get a date on that one, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be pretty happy. Uh, so, you know, my shoot, that's a, that's a tough thing for all these young athletes and especially here in Utah, no, no, no football uh, this year. Uh, all right. So, shoot, we uh, spent a lot of time talking so we about actually, I actually was looking. I think one of my colleagues is working on a football story from 1918. I did the story on the actual. Is the that right? The, yeah, the politics and, the, and, you know, all the things that were similar and the things that were different. But, you know, the conspiracy theories that existed then and those that, you know, how they mirror or don't mirror what ha- is happening now. Let's start um, there. Yeah, so there was there were football issues uh, in nineteen eighteen too. So look forward to that this weekend. Oh, that's fascinating. That'll that'll be really good. Uh, let's start with you mentioned conspiracy theories. That's what uh, caught my attention. There are a long list of them today, <laughs> ranging from like five G to uh, you know some sort of government control effort to Bill Gates wanting to uh, implant microchips in all of our bodies to track our movement. Uh, that that's today. Uh, rewinding mm-hmm. the clock about a hundred years. What, what were some of the conspiracies of nineteen eighteen? Well, so they were mostly aimed at the Germans because remember we were in the world in World War One, mm-hmm. um, and Germany was the enemy of most of our allies today that we think of with uh, in Great Britain and in France. Uh, Spain was actually neutral, so the best news reports come out of Spain. That's why it's called the Spanish flu. It actually originated in Haskell, Kansas. Uh, the great influenza did, but it's called the Spanish flu because. Spain's media was free to report on the epidemic and or what became a pandemic. Um, but in the U.S., that was not the case. So so some of the conspiracy theories were pretty. Uh, I, the thing that's interesting now is the weight, rate at which things can travel. Um, you know, we have all the sci-fi influence. But back then, it was that the Germans were um, taking vials of germs into movie theaters and releasing them. Or that they had taken their U-boats and released it into the water um, on the East Coast uh, near Boston. People reported seeing clouds of toxic uh, fumes or chemicals. (laughs) And so these were reported mostly in the foreign press before they were reported. Um, But the New York Times did write about them. And um, they just felt like the influenza was a German conspiracy um, to to wage war on the other countries um, because mostly what we saw was, you know, how it came back with soldiers. So when soldiers came back or it was hit and it did move the war movement, the movement of troops did actually move the virus around the globe. And that's that's absolutely true. Um, But there, it wasn't a sinister, no one was trying to kill anybody with 
you know, secret germs or germ warfare. Um, but that was sort of the theory. And the other one that I found really interesting was that their aspirin, which, um, uh, you know, is a German aspirin, yeah. uh, that, they, that people theorize that if you took bear aspirin, um, that you would get the virus and that you would then pass it on and that they were poisoning the aspirin. And so they're, uh, I'm, I'm surprised it survived. But they said if you take the aspirin for a headache, germs will creep into your body, your beta sealed. And these were news reports. Wow. <laughs> these were in the newspaper. Well, we, so, we've evolved yeah. a little bit. We are a little more uh, scrutinizing of these conspiracies today. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Amy, and the same thing on the cure side. So you know the cures, we've seen some kind of unorthodox recommendations hmm. for cures this time. Um, but they were very similar. People gargled with, like, antiseptic. Um, mm. They were advised to get sunshine, sleep with the windows open. Um, you know, there were some very similar things. They did some really not helpful things like uh, bleeding people, you know, like getting rid oh, of their sure. blood because they felt like it was poisonous. So there were some real, you know, things that actually probably end up killing people or, or causing them to not be able to fight the virus as much. But, but yeah, it was a, it's a fascinating book if you have time to read it, The Great Influenza by John Barry. It's the book that George W. Bush read and, and formed the pandemic uh, response team. And I understand why he did that after reading the book. <laughs> well, I'll pick it up. Amy Donaldson, thank you so much. Fascinating article. Uh, also, thanks for your, uh, your expertise and your insight there on these PAC-12 developments, which in about 15 minutes, uh, it's expected that the PAC-12 will make an official announcement uh, calling it quits to football for at least the fall season. I should say there's high school football this weekend, high school football oh. on Thursday and Friday. So just. Keep, keep hope alive that we might have some sports. Yeah, if you need to scratch that itch, there you go, at the high school level. Amy Donaldson, thank you so much. Uh, quick break. When we return, I want to talk to you about uh, something JFK said years and years ago on physical fitness and how it relates to today. Stay tuned. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike, and you're listening to KSL News Radio.